Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Give me a follow on Twitter at MikeFChen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten. I'm, I'm, it is Tuesday, May 11th, 2021, and a very, very quiet day yesterday inside the Big Ten. There was not a ton happening, but there were still a few things going on of note that you need to know about. So we'll start off with the football side of things and the fighting Illini. So we all know I've been very impressed with what Brett Bielema has done uh, in his second stint in the Big Ten, obviously coaching Wisconsin first, uh, taking a little breather, going to the NFL, and then well, obviously going to Arkansas as well. It didn't quite work out there. But, you know, I think that he got, uh, you know, renewed interest in coaching as the lead guy, as the head guy, when he was with New England and the Patriots. And, you know, Bill Belichick does a fantastic job. I think he's one of the most, uh, detail-orientated coaches of all time. Uh, obviously, I think he got a, a lot of help with Tom Brady, but, you know, let's be real here. It wasn't all about Tom Brady with the New England Patriots. They won with other quarterbacks, uh, you know, Jimmy G, Matt Castle, a, a host of others. Let's be real here. It wasn't, it, yes, it definitely helps to have Tom Brady, the the greatest uh, winning, I, I don't even know how to say this, the 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 most winningest quarterback in NFL history, clutch quarterback in NFL history. Maybe clutch is the right word. Clutch is probably the right word. It's early in the morning. I apologize for that. Brain's not quite working yet. Coffee hasn't hit, but. It wasn't just the coaches and and this and everything. It it's it's a little bit of everything. And so when Brett Bielema went out to New England and you know got a chance to uh, coach with the Evil Empire over there, he understood. I think he got a he was rejuvenated, and he came in running. I think he hired, first of all, a fantastic staff. Second of all, I think that the renewed interest in players from the state is significant. I think it makes a huge difference. Because there's some guys in the state that are right there. That are power five guys. And on top of that, he's a Midwest guy. And he's using those connections to get players who are Division One type guys late in the process. And that's exactly what happened yesterday in preferred walk-on tight end Mario Rajkovic. Rajkovic uh, is a guy that had a, a couple of D1 offers in Drake and Valpo, but not Power 5 interest. However... At 6'5", 240 pounds, the young man is a dude. That is the frame that you're looking for. And 
I'm not 100% convinced that Radjkovic will end up as a tight end. That frame, that body, I would be willing to bet that he ultimately adds 30 to 40 pounds and slides his way down to the offensive line. Tight ends are huge athletes. What does the next level and high level Division I football, what are they looking for? What is every program looking for? Not even those two levels. What is every level looking for? Athletic offensive linemen. And I'm not saying that Rechkovic is going to immediately become an offensive lineman. I think he's going to come in as a tight end and kind of let his body develop over the course of his tenure there at Illinois. But I can definitely see him ultimately adding on that weight and sliding down to an offensive tackle. We all know the history that Brett Bielema has as a head coach with developing offensive linemen. Maybe it was a Wisconsin thing. I don't think it is. Because I think he did a good job developing offensive linemen in Arkansas as well. I think it's a Bielema thing. I think he's taken that with him to the Illini. And I'm pretty excited to, to see what kind of product they put out in the field. They're one of my teams that I'm looking at this year with a lot of intrigue. Michigan jumps out as well. There's a lot of intrigue in that one as, you know, a lot. I want to see how that new staff works, especially with Linguist opting to, Maurice Linguist opting to not even coach a game there with Michigan, like I told you yesterday, and him taking that Buffalo job. I think that's an interesting dynamic as well. Minnesota, how do they reload? You know, they've now lost Tyler Johnson and Rashad Bateman in back-to-back NFL drafts. They were two years ago in 2019. They, they contended for a Big Ten West birth into the Big Ten title game. Last year they struggled. COVID took a toll on them. Patty State, what did they do? How did they rebound? Greg Schiano and Rutgers, year two, in quotation marks, you can't see my air quotes. How do they go about year two? How about in Nebraska? The thinned out quarterback room, Luke McCaffrey gone. How does Scott Frost? deal with such high expectations and after three years I'm not sure how long this leash is with his alma mater I think Nebraska wants to be a football powerhouse again I don't think they're close 
I don't. Intrigued to see what Wisconsin does, how they rebound. You know, we all found out that Graham Mertz was injured in the second portion of the season after they returned from their COVID-19 outbreak. We found out that he was injured for that portion of the season, the second half, the quote, quote, second half of their year. So I want to see him fully healthy and what he can do. Because if game one was an indication of what kind of talent that he has, man, could be a fun one. Could be a fun one. Their offense could be, they could unlock the next level of Wisconsin football if Mertz is consistent at quarterback. The last time they had a quarterback like Mertz who could pop the top off of a defense was Russell Wilson. They were a top five team that year, my estimation. There's a lot of intrigue in the Big Ten. Is anyone going to challenge Ohio State? They wouldn't actually have the horses to do it. If there is a year to do it, it is this year. They lose Justin Fields. Ten guys to the NFL. Multiple guys into the transfer portal. Having to start a brand new quarterback. Although the skill positions are stacked, the quarterback position is the most important one on the field. And there's a sizable question mark with Ohio State. I believe that C.J. Stroud most likely is going to win the job, but you can't count out Jack Miller. There's a lot of intrigue heading into the Big Ten, into the season. And, you know, that's exactly what you want. You want the eyes on the conference. You want them to be paying attention. You want everybody to be paying attention to what the Big Ten is doing. I think that's exactly what's happening. I think it's going to be a really, really interesting all season. I do. I do. So, yeah, should be a fun one. It really should. I know I went on a little rant there, but like I said, there wasn't much going on. So, I had to just get that off. Just let it out. It felt nice. One more thing before I sign off for the morning, and that is Northwestern and Chris Collins. Chris Collins. Making waves. You don't see Chris Collins doing a lot of controversial stuff, but he did. He went out. He went out. And he went to Penn State. And he said, you know what, Mike Shrewsbury? I'm not going to make your, your your stay early on. Your honeymoon is over. It's done. Because I'm going in there and I'm stealing a former alumni in a Taylor battle. Battle was an assistant uh, administrator on the Penn State basketball team, but Chris Collins offered him an assistant role with Northwestern. And Battle took it. Less than a month. Again, very similar to Michigan and Maurice Linguist. Very similar. 
And I think that Taylor Battle is going to be a very good coach. I think that, you know, for what he did and, and you know, his athletic ceiling, he was a guy that really wasn't looked at as a, as a player that was going to make it at the next level. And I think he realized that. And he's smart enough to say, you know what, I can still make a living in this profession. And his rise to become a, an assistant coach has been quick. I think there's a lot to like about what he offers. He's younger. He'll be able to connect and recruit in the area. And let's be real here. There's so much basketball talent in the Chicagoland area that Northwestern doesn't need to leave the state or or even Chicagoland in order to find quality players. I'm interested to see if Chris Collins actually changes his recruiting strategy. I really am. I'd like to see it. Because I think that when you look at, you know, and although, again, it's completely different on the football side of things, but when you look at what Brett Bielma has done, he said, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to lock up the state. I'm going to make this a priority. And yes, I understand Northwestern has much more stringent academic administration issues. I wouldn't, I guess they're not really issues. They're just standards, really. Just high academic standards. So you have to, you're, you're a student first, not an athlete at Northwestern. A student first. And that's not a bad thing. I think that's a great thing, to be honest with you. But I think that they can really make waves in just recruiting the state and keeping the best players at home. And I think this, if Battle does it right and Collins does it right, could be the beginning of a a nice little run for Northwestern. I think everything's there. You know, they just redid their basketball facilities. I used to drive by it, uh, you know, a couple times a week. I'm not quite in that area anymore. But facilities are great. The campus is, I mean, it's, you know, campus is not quite close to some of the facilities. But, you know, it's right there. You know, it's right at the border. It's not in the city. It's on the north side of Chicago, uh, in the right on the edge. But it's close enough. Close enough to a big city. The lake. They've got everything you're looking for. And they need to take advantage of it. And I hope that Chris Collins, along with Taylor Battle, will start to do it. So I think that Northwestern could field a very, very... Solid basketball team. I think they can. I really do. And that will do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. Once again, I appreciate the listen. Go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. Rate us, review us, and share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great Tuesday, Big Ten fans. Talk to you tomorrow morning.